0: This is my Bible. It is the word of truth. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can. I'm a believer and not a doubter. I'm a doer and not just a hearer. I'm humble before the Lord. I'm obedient to the Lord. I'm mature in the Lord. I'm enthusiastic about the Lord. I know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. 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 Read the scripture here real quick. And it says in Second Thessalonians chapter one, verses three and five. And this is the New King James Version. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting. Because your faith grows exceedingly, and the love of every one of you all abounds toward each other. Verse 4, so that we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your patience and faith and all your persecution and tribulation that you endure. Which is manifest evidence of righteous judgment of God, that you may count, be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you also suffer. Please be seated. The title of my message that God gave to me, I said, God, what you want me to say to your people? He said, tell them to hold out. Now, in this position, a hold out is not a passive position. We ain't going to be doing no weeping for a night and joy come in the morning. So what we're going to be doing is holding out, servants of God, we must resist the enemy. Refuse to give in. Continue to function and stand on a position of hope for the future and endure. Those positions are not a passive position. That means that we got to do something to repel the enemy attack and still serve God. My objective is to encourage my brothers and sisters to look to God to continue to serve through difficulties. The difficulties of life. And we all have them. You know, Everybody don't get up and and be smiling. Everything is going all right. We got to press toward the mark of the high calling to get through some things. It don't matter what it is, you're going to have persecution and tribulation in life. So what we got to do is already know that and prepare ourselves for it. And what it is, it says this. This is what I'm going to talk about right now. The changes that occur in our life and how it affects how we serve God. The change in normalcy of life has brought stress and pressures in the lives of those throughout the world, America, and the church. It affects the church also. Some people are yielding to a diminishing hope for survival. However, God is in control. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Therefore, we must hold out and not allow the trials of life in the atmosphere of uncertainty, win a day, win a week, win a month, or even win a year of our life because God will sustain us and turn our circumstances around for His glory. Do you believe that? If you believe that, repeat after me Hold out. Hold out. Say it again hold out. hold out. Say it for the Lord Jesus Hold, hold, out. hold out. So, what we're gonna do. Is hold out to do God's will. Don't let the issues of life come in and pull your zeal that you need to serve with. So the scripture, let's look at the scripture. In these verses, the Thessalonian church, in, in, the Thessalonian church, set a great example for others to follow the Corinthians, and other churches in Greece. Which Paul, which moved Paul to give them praise to boast. And Silas and Timothy was with Paul. So when we get in there, you're going to talk about we. And in the same manner, we got to hold out just like the Thessalonian church did. We got to get and get rooted and grounded in the word so that we can hold out. So what it says is that in the word, it reads in, first, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 3 and 5. It says this. We're already ready, but we're going to go through it now and walk the path. It says, we, that's Paul, Silas, and Timothy, are bound to give thanks, to thank God always for the brethren. And it is fitting because of your faithful." of your faith grows exceedingly. And that's where we want to start at. That's exactly where we want to start at. How many of you know that growth is a duty in the church? Anybody believe that? See, we just can't come in here and just sit down and have a seat. Because what we're doing, if you got saved, that means you had to have faith to be saved. And once you're saved and you come into church, then your faith is going to move you in a direction. Because growth is a life-sustaining thing for a church. It's life-sustaining. And it, what it does, it helps us able to spread the word to others if we grow. And the thing is, if we don't grow, you're gonna, we are, all of us, it's going to become a club of old people. Of old people. And all they're going to be talking about Jesus love you, Jesus save you, Jesus will come, if you hold out in the sun, that problem's going to go away. But we can't do that because I want to, as a 66-year-old man, see some young people. Young people, raise your hand. I'm going to be talking to y'all. I'm going to be talking to y'all. Because the old people, our spirit's going to live forever. But it's going to come a time where we get so old, you're going to see Brother David come up here with a cane, walking like this. When I go home and go to church, I hate to say it, it's all old people, older than 66. And you don't see no new blood come in. So what we got to do is hold out and build on our faith to share the word so we can get new life to come in. That's what this is going to be about. It ain't going to be about persecution and tribulation because that's a given. It's going to be about how to defeat that. The Bible says faith without works is dead. And so what happens here, this is a great example of the Thessalonians and how they worked. And they did it through their faith. Because it says, through their persecution and trials, the Thessalonians' faith did not fail. But it became stronger to hold on and bravely withstand all of the assaults of the enemy. Everybody here withstanding all the assaults of the enemy. Everybody repelling the enemy attack. You ain't got to answer that. I hear some yes. And those are the servant of God that knows how to hold on. But what I'm more concerned about is your spirit man, your spirit person. And so that's who I want to talk to. It's your spirit person, the whole person, because it's your spirit that makes you whole. It ain't the outward outward person because you look good. It's what's going on inside. And God knows that what's going on inside can affect how you serve him. But he's got a remedy for that. You don't even have to worry because we're going to get into that as we go. And what it is, is that we got to withstand the fiery dots of the enemy. The Thessalonians' faith in the gospel grew firm and rooted. And they were strengthening with a more confident reliance on God. You know, I hate to tell you, every time I get up here to preach, God do something. What I mean is, the Holy Spirit did a, a pop quiz on me. Y'all know the pop quiz. When you're supposed to be doing something in school, you know, you're supposed to read that. So read chapter so-and-so. And then you fall up in the next day, I ain't read nothing. Then think about reading it. I was out partying, having a good time. I was up all night playing the video game. So when I fall in there today, I'm from go to sleep. And then the teacher gets up there and says, student, student. Put all your books up under your table. We're going to have a pop quiz. And that's when you wake up and your eyes get this big. Okay, but this pop, pop quiz didn't have but one question. God asked it it to me. So I got to ask you. And the question was to me was, Melvin, have your faith grown in the past year? Everybody ought to get that right. Cause you're grading your own paper. It ain't like when the teacher did a test, and I know I hated it. Teacher did a test, you know you didn't do well, and uh, they give the test back to you to grade your own paper. <laughs> test yourself. The Bible says for any man that thinks he's someone to test himself about through the will of God, so you can know where you stand. But see, when you grade your own paper it's a tendency to change the grade. You can make that F look like an A. You can make that D look like a B. And then you can just fall up in the home to your parents, and if they're not conscious and know who you are, because your, peop- your parents know who you are just like God does, and you can't get over on them. And when you fall up in there, you say, oh, I'm doing good. First thing they do, this old school, go get me a switch off of that tree over there. (laughs) They put psychological warfare on you. And what that do, that make you correct yourself. So what the Word is going to do for us, if we're not lined up with the Word, and I got the answer right, and I'm sure you did, it's going to call us to increase in our faith. And those of you that are already just abundance of faith, I should have, hear a lot of amen. See, I want to talk to the people that need to come up to serving God. Because they light work through many hands. And if we can get everybody to come in and pull that share and not just come in and say, I'm just going to hear a great word today. And then I'm going to walk out and forget about it. But it's going to fall on good grounds today. Goes on to say, we must reject the tendency to become comfortable in our walk with God. These people did. If you read this, we're going to get through this. And then if you go study this, you're going to find out they rejected the tendency to become comfortable in that walk with God. You know what that is? Comfortability is granted. I take it for granted. God, you have brought me to a place in my life. Now I'm comfortable. And see, a lot of times, we compare that with what we have. And not what God needs us to be, where he needs us to be. And when we get comfortable, we don't want no more. But they rejected those tendencies to be comfortable. Because if you were gonna sit in that position and say, God, I'm comfortable, I'm Lorraine and I just retired, and through those times, we have prepared to retire. And so, if my faith went in a place where it needs to be, I said, "Lord, thank you for blessing me." And now I'm just gonna go sit down somewhere. I'm gonna go sit up under the umbrella. I'm just gonna get up in the morning, go out on the back porch and turn on a little gospel. God, I'm just going to go take a vacation. And we're going to do that. But you can better believe God is going to be at the forefront. Because a lot of times, we start praising this stuff that God gives us, and it takes our zeal away from how we need to serve. And the things that the Thessalonians did, their faith grew exceedingly. You see, some people are just glad they have the fire insurance. Y'all know what the fire insurance is. They just want to punch the clock on Sunday. But the word lets me know if I become comfortable in my walk, I have a tendency to become lackadaisical. A lackadaisical attitude, you'll become idle, listlessness, sluggish, and inactive. That ain't where we need to be. That ain't the best that God has for us. Because he saved me, he saved everyone out there. And the invitation is still open to bring others in. So if we quit on the invitation of spread the the word and to bring in new people to show them the abundance of faith, what faith is, we're going to fail. And we got to do that. I know it's hard time. COVID is out there. But there are ways that we can do that. Because all of y'all got friends. All of y'all got Facebook. All of y'all got all those other things, TikTok and whatever else stuff they do. So Brother Davis only got texts. Y'all can text me and call me. Ain't no Facebook. Ain't no TikTok. Ain't none of that other stuff follow people on. I ain't there yet. I like to talk so I can hear what's in your spirit. See, you can fool me on the text. You know, you can fool me on Facebook, but some people, they don't care about fooling. Just to say this, I got a text. I jumped up and ran to my wife. And I said, baby, who you talking to doing all this cussing? No, she wasn't talking to nobody. Somebody grabbed the list of 902-850-902 numbers and just ran a list of them and just started speaking their mind. I immediately deleted it. And I immediately prayed, Father God, protect my household. Father God, don't let everything come into my hearing. And Father God, go and see that person, God, and let them know that's a better way in life. Father, let them know, let somebody come to behind them, all that cussing, and say, the Lord loves you. You don't have to say those things. He expects better of you. And that's what we need to do. We hear a lot of stuff. And we say a lot of stuff is not our business. So, but it is because we are the light of the world. You know, when I was talking about having fire insurance and people want to punch the clock, I am an observant, I observe things. I'm an inspector, I see things. And I'm watching the body language. You can say something, but your body's got to fall in line. So I ain't saying this to make nobody squirmish This ain't what it's all about. It's about service. The word of God lets me know that God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. To edify the body of Christ. And that's in Romans 12 and 3. And our faith comes alive by hearing the word of God. You believe that? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So that's what we should be listening to and hearing and stepping out on. It's not, I hate to say it, it's not people' opinion. The Holy Spirit leads and guides us. Also, it's a filter. If you are talking to somebody, and every time you get on the phone, they're talking about world events, they're talking negative, they ain't got no hope, and you as a Christian sit there, and you don't invoke the name of the Lord, we're falling down. Because what happened, I always told my son, "You got to lead, or you're gonna be led. If you're hanging with folks don't have the same desire to serve, then you either got to bring them up, or they're gonna bring you down." So we got to filter what we listen to. We got to filter who we talk to, and we got to filter what we watch. This is a time when you're out of. The enemy's at work. The enemy wanna take you back to some of them old movies that got all kind of stuff in it. My wife and I, we don't got, well, we don't even watch American TV that much. You know where we go? I'm talking about movies. We go far, Because there are some worldly stuff in it, but it does have a plot. So when you're watching stuff, that all it does is glorify killing, sex, drugs. We need to spend some time in God instead of watching. And I'm not a big watcher of TV. I watch something, a movie, my wife will tell you. Then I'm get up, I'm going, something else will come to my mind. Or I'm on the internet. I go through everything one time. That's it. I'm up. I'm doing something. I'm thanking God. I'm outside doing something. I'm trying to keep myself clean so I can hear from God. You can get convoluted. The world can can convolute you through other means. So you think you have to just sin. No, you don't. Sin is a sneaky infiltrator. It'll sneak in. And next thing you know, you're dreaming about it. And next thing you know, you're going to get up and go to that same station. Next time, you're going to go to that same site. And then you're neglecting what God's told you to do. But see, we got to have the faith of the seed of a mustard, mustard, a mustard seed so that we can speak to those mountains in our life. So we can see God want to do something for us. We got to help ourselves. When you hold out, you ain't sitting there waiting for a rescue. You're moving, you're doing. And that's what we got to do. Also, you got to apply the word. Anybody believe that? You got to have faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the everything, evidence of things not seen. But you got to apply. Faith is an action word. So we got to apply the word against our problems. The problem is our mountains that hinders us from giving God our all. And watch him move on our behalf. Anybody believe that? Praise God with me if you believe that. (laughs) Praise God. Hallelujah. If it's not but one thing I want you to get is that is. That God will move on your behalf. If you have the faith to believe him. You see he'll move on your behalf. When you're lonely. He'll move on your behalf. When you lost a job. He'll move in your behalf. If you're in a wounded relationship, he'll move on your behalf if you got trouble in your home. Been married, coming up 45 years. You got to know that I don't have troubles in my home. I get up here and say, My wife for 45 years, and she's my good thing. But you got to know that we don't work through some trouble. We don't work through some trouble in our marriage. We don't work through some trouble with our children. And that's it, y'all. Persecution and tribulation is going to happen. So you can't focus on that. You just got to have the faith to work through it. So if anybody out there that has anything going on with their life right now, I want to speak to you and say, God is a great God. There's nothing too hard for him. He cannot fail, but you got to have the faith to believe it and get up out of your problem and walk in God and watch God move. You can't sit there and be dejected. And the thing is, with the faith building is, the faith building is to get you to a place where you can pray for others. Everybody should want to be in that place and get out of that comfort zone See, the the church is going to not be relevant for people. I'm going to tell you why. We are soldiers in the army. If I played that song, we are soldiers in the army of the Lord. We are soldiers in the army. Let me tell you, I ain't no soldier. Because a soldier, it got to endure hard times. And so what I'm saying is the church spent so much time taking care of the people that be, should be serving. And everybody's faith has got to be built to get to that point. When I was in the military, their motto was go up or go out. Church ain't do that. We are a house pillar for people that are sick, that will need help. But as I said before, To go up and have faith and to endure, it's a mission of the church. In the Air Force, they had level one when you come in, and that was you just being indoctrinated. Level three, they're going to give you some education and training. Level five is when you're supposed to be able to teach others. And you had to do that in 10 years back then. I've been here 20-some years. If you've been here, I ain't equating Air force with the church. But what I'm saying is, if you don't see yourself progressing and doing God's will, then ask yourself the question. Ask God, God, what is it I can do for you? And by the time you got to a seven and a nine level, what you was, you was experienced in the things of your job. And we got people here that are experienced in the world, that are experiencing serving God. So if you need some help, and God gives us people because we are not here on earth by ourselves. If you need a friend, you don't talk to Jesus. If you need a friend, find a servant that knows how to hold on. I can start pointing people out, but I ain't going to do that. You know who they are. Find someone that done been through something that could help you. And the thing is, because I have got to a point in my life, my life is to help others. See, we can't hold what we got, we got to share it. And those people in Thessalonians shared everything they had to get the church, the body of Christ. A church is a, 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 a church of many members. And all of us got a part to play to share the gospel. Y'all believe that? I want to make sure I get that point across there's a phrase that says don't start nothing that won't be nothing y'all don't heard that one what that mean is if you start something see in the world we know how to do things we know how to finish stuff but when God we want to hold back we want to not give our all But when it's got to do with the flesh, we can do that. So the word is is that don't start nothing, it won't be nothing. And there's a a scripture for that. And all we have to do is believe that he could finish it. And what it says here in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. And I am certain that God who began this good work with you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Jesus Christ returns. So, it's saying, God done started the work in us. And we always say, don't start nothing, won't be nothing. So, all we got to do is have the faith that he can finish it. A lot of people, I don't have, well, well, you know, you just don't know what's going on in my life. He said right there, have the faith that he could finish it, that he is a deliverer, that he is a sustainer, that he is a heart fixer, a fixer, a mind regulator. He's a healer. The Bible said he was wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. He gave us peace, and by his stripes we are healed. So if you got anything going into your life, go to that scripture and see the price that Jesus paid, but you got to have the faith to believe it. A great church is not a great church because of the pastor. And we have a great pastor. Because look at the Thessalonians. It said all of the people. A great church is a great church because all of the people have a part and spreading the word of God. All of the people love each other. They ain't there are no clicks. And I'll get to that. But while we are talking, I said I want to talk to your spirit. And I think I did that. But I want to make sure everybody know what I'm talking about when I say hold out. In the flesh, we know how to hold out. Some people hold out giving intimacy to others to get what they want, to get the position they want, to get the thing they want, to get the apology they want. Some people hold out speaking from others. And I hope you can identify with this because if you can identify with that, you know what I'm talking about. Because when you hold out, you're still going to continue. You're still... Sufficient in your own way. And I know Striving is not doing that. I'm, I'm just talking about it. But I can say this by fact. Everybody in this church, I hope y'all know Minister Layton. Because when Minister Layton is on a mission, his eyes get this big, and he'll start in that wide gap scribe. Yes, he will. And he will walk right past you. It's not on purpose. He's just so focused. So I'm just trying to make this clearly when I can speak to the natural man. And we support people that hold out. You got professional stars that are making $45 million. And see, what happened is he or she gets with their agent. And they sit there and say, I'm making $45,000. People just love me. You know, they just come in and flock. They don't have to see nobody but me play. They can just give me the ball, and I can do some dunking. They'll holler and cheer. But what they do, they come to an agreement. And the agreement is with the agent that said, I want $50 million, and I'm going to hold out. And I'm going to smile every day. So when the camera is on me, when I go and they put the mic and the camera in my face, I'm going to smile. Because, see, he done made $45 million. So he got money to sustain himself until he get what he want. So we got to have faith to sustain us to God come and deliver us. You see, He has an agent, and both of them has made an agreement. The agent said, "I'm just waiting on my man to tell me what to do." His man is telling, "I'm just waiting on my agent to tell me what to do." But how many of you know that we got an agent who's a change maker? He's a will maker. He can do anything that's nothing too hard for him. And so we need to get in with God and hold out. So when the enemy comes against us, we can sustain, we can endure. And that's very important in our life. Don't make an agreement with nobody else but God. That's a lot of people make promises. We don't made some and we don't broke them through our life. And they don't made some and broke them through our life. But God has never failed. And with faith, all things are possible with him. And there's one other thing I want to tell you about here. And this is a real-life crisis. God showed it to me. It's a real-life crisis, that, which is a spiritual lesson. As everyone know in here, and it's not a, a political thing, it's real life. The people in Afghanistan, America has provided military might in support of Afghanistan for two decades. We provided the best people to train them. We provided the best weapons. We provided money to build up their infrastructure. But we came to a point and said we can't do it no longer. We have lost thousands of lives, injuries, and things like that. But the point is this. If you don't have the faith to fight, the enemy can do a walkover. As soon as we say we was gone, the head man jumps ship. So when that happens, you know there's no infrastructure to get you out of where you need to be. So that's why you can't make an agreement with man. Because man will come right behind you and change that thing. And then if you don't have the faith to believe, the enemy is just going to walk over. It's gonna be a cakewalk. Holy Spirit showed me that you got to have the faith to believe what God has told you to be able to sustain and endure. In part two of this this uh, scripture in Second Thessalonians chapter one verse three, they talk about they increase their love, their love and the fruits. Of it existed abundantly. They had an overflowing love toward one another. And there was no schism among them in the church. There was no division. There was no breach of union. There was no rift. There was no discord. And the scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 7, it says this, love never give up. Love never lose. Love is always hopeful, and love endures through every circumstance. You know, we can't let people come in and go out the door. And that's one of the big things that they try to paint the church. There's nobody in there that loves me. They come in and they walk out. I think we do a great job of showing that. What love does is cause you to not just only include those who are like you, or have what you have, or have the pedigree that you have, or have the money, or have the financial gain that you have. What love does, it calls you to go to somebody you don't know. And that's what the church has got to do. We got to do that because when I went down when I wasn't able to walk, got hands up both knees. Again, I'm not going to call no names. But there was people that came by the house. There was people called me. But this was this one brother who called me. Sisters called, wrote letters, and I could feel the love. But this one brother, he would call me, and he would get my spirits up. And he would say, Brother Davis, it's time to stop watching all that TV and come back to work and come back to church. And I would just laugh. I said, I said Brother, I'm, I'm still down, man. I'm up in here like Forrest Gump. You know, I got them braces on my knee, and I'm walking. I can't come back yet. But I was determined. I said, Man, this brother really want to see me. I ain't seen you in a while. When are you coming back? But he didn't know the severe of my injury, but I was glad that he had that joy. He had that peace. Oh, yeah. Pastor Carl, I call. I call him, what? He spoke call right? Pastor call because he is the shepherd. You know? My leader called there, tribe leader. You know? But the abundance joy with other people that's showing their love, and we got to do that. We can't let people go out. And nobody don't know where they're at. And before COVID, we we used to get up in here and they'll go down the list. Have you seen this person? Have this person done that? To me, it's heartbreaking now in this time to find out something happened to a person, and we don't find out till that thing actually happened. And there was somebody in the body that had resources to help that person. And that's how love grows. And, And 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 faith and love are the two weapons that we have to fight with. Also, in chapter 2, Thessalonians 4, it talks about, so that we ourselves boast among the churches of God for your patience and endurance and all your persecution and tribulation to endure. So that boasting was nothing but Proudly rejoicing, they, the Thessalonians, uh, Paul, Silas, and Timothy, they saw the Thessalonians as an example of church, and all he was saying was, "We hold up you as an example of what the grace of God can produce when communication is communicated to honest and faithful heart, when God can communicate communicate to people that." is open to him, ready to receive the word, then he is gonna use us. And what happened is, their reputation was so great, is that when Paul, Timothy, and Silvanus, who is Saul, who is Saul wherever they went in the Corinth and in, in Thessalonians, the Thessalonian church reputation was so great, that they didn't even have to go and talk about faith because their faith was so great that people from other parts of the region heard about them. You know, Pastor Bolden became Apostle Bolden. I ain't speaking this to a life. And he went and established church in Montgomery, Birmingham, and Atlanta. And then Minister Latham hooked up with him. Minister Greer hooked up with him. And when they went to go up and down and talk about faith, you have people up there talking about that church down there in Fort Walton Beach, striving. They have an abundance of faith and love. We hear about all the great things they're doing, and that's how the example came about for the Thessalonian church. So we got to be an example for others to hear about what striving is doing, and we do a great job in a lot of things, but there's more to do. God ain't finished with me yet. I don't know about you, but God is not finished with me yet. Is he finished with you? But stay with me, God is not finished with me yet. God is not finished with me yet. Can you get that in your spirit? Give God a hand. (laughs) In the final verse, it talks about faith was well known throughout the various regions, and we know that. But the word says this in 1 Thessalonians, 1 and 8. And now the word of the Lord is ringing out from you to people everywhere, even beyond Macedonians, Achaia, and wherever you go. We find people telling us about your faith in God. We don't need to tell them about it. Isn't that amazing that your faith and love can be so great that someone goes to another city? They hear about striving. We ain't got to talk about it. We know those people down there. They love God. They're doing God's will. They are growing. They are saving people. They are helping people. Man, that's a power testimony. And the other scripture I want to read is from 1 Thessalonians 1 and 3. And it says, as we pray to God and Father about you, we think of your faithful work, your loving deeds, and the enduring hope you have because of Lord Jesus. I mean, those three things, the faithful word, your loving deeds, and the enduring hope. And the word enduring, it says this in James chapter 11. Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. So we got to be enduring so we can be counted as blessed. Because the final scripture it gets to here, it goes in and talk about, so we can be counted worthy. In chapter f- in uh, Second Thessalonians chapter one verse five, which is manifest evidence of the righteous judgment of God, that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which you also suffer. Which is manifest, which is plain evidence. And as a result of their affliction that they may be fitted for the kingdom of God. That's what it's talking about. It does not mean that a Christian will merit heaven by suffering, but what it shows is that they have the character to be fitted that they should be admitted there. In other words, it's talking about that a Christian is the real McCoy. You're genuine. The suffering ain't going to get us there, but God knows that we worthy. You know, when they came and got all that and paid out all that money to folks in America, the stimulus play, paycheck, we went out and we saw folks buying three, four, five of things. And these weren't no cheap things. It was the real McCoy. It was genuine. So if you don't want no fake stuff, you know God don't want no fake stuff. He want a genuine people. And if you're a genuine people, the trials and persecution is not going to stop you from serving God. And what it's going to do, is going to show you worthy. God, I love you. God, nothing is going to stop me. God, I'm going to do your will. God, I'm going to work with others to do your will. God, I'm going to get out of my comfort zone, God. God, you say there's nothing too hard for you, God. God, I'm going to let you lead and guide me, God, because I love you, God. Your word is a light to my past and a lamp to my feet, God. I thank you. And I want to leave you with that: is that faith is important. Faith is important to doing God's will, and faith is important to continue to grow. And we have to endure. We have to hold out because God requires it of us. And anything that you have in your spirit, I want you to say right now, God, Anything that's distracting me from holding out, I give it to you right now. Because he is the burden bearer. The Bible said, cast cares on him, for he cares for us. And in closing, I have three appeals. My first appeal is for salvation. If there's anybody in the house that needs to be saved, just raise your hand. Anybody online, you can contact Striving. Father, you can contact Striving. The phone number is 850-862-3899. You can do that. You can also send a text, anything like that. If You need to be saved. And I see no hands in the house. But anybody that needs to join the church today. Striving is a great church. And our pastor always preach that we've got the... Work for God. Faith without works is dead. And if you join this church, you come into a, a great congregation of people that will use your talents to edify the body and to reach others and to show that love and to have that faith. So anybody in the house like to join, you got one over there. Thank you, Jesus. And the last thing is, is just prayer time. The same number that I spoke, 850-862-3899, for those online, you can text for prayer. We'll have somebody waiting to pray for you because God is a great God. There's nothing too hard for him. And I just hope the thing that you realize is that everything else in our life has to be secondary to serving God. Because if we don't make it secondary, it's going to hate hurt the faith that we need to do the, God, the will of God. And I just thank you for that time, and I just say I thank you all for being here. I hope the word has fell on good ground, and I say thank you, Jesus. So let me close up, close out in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you for your word. Father, I just pray that it fell on good ground, Father God. And Father God, that you look after us, Heavenly Father. You know us, our heart the word tells us there's nothing that we could hide from you. Father, even if we don't speak it, God, I ask you right now to touch every spirit right now. Father, go in and let the Holy Ghost the Father, just remove things that are not like you, Father God. Father God, we want to be in your image, God. Father, we want to have a light, Father God, to shine that others can see, Father God. Father God, that there is love in the house. There is love in the, in the body, Father God. We say thank you right now. And Father God, I say, I'll just Continue to use us to come together to do your will. And continue, Father, to help us to hold out, Father. And know that you are with us every step of the way. Because, Father, you said you'll never leave us nor forsake us. Faith forsake us in Jesus' name. Amen.